0: Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell.
1: Well, welcome, and this is Marty Caldwell, and I thank you for tuning in today and to listening for the next half an hour. We've got some information for you that I think you'll find very helpful, too. I'd also like to briefly mention that uh, our website has a lot of information on there for you, too, if you listen uh, to different archive programs on there at letstalkadoption.com, and you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter uh, that comes out to let you know when our programs are going to be um, uh, airing and also where you can pick up information regarding CDs and uh, seminars, teleseminars, um, all kinds of information for you, too. So, do visit that website, and I want to give you my email. It's info at letstalkadoption.com. Send us your questions and concerns. If you need referrals, we're happy to give you information on that. Again, info at letstalkadoption.com. Today, we have with us uh, Marlou Russell. She's a psychologist. She's an author, wonderful book. Hope we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, some different topics. This topic here is is uh, when are you too old to adopt? You know, we're going to look at the pros and the cons, and we'll discuss this with um, Marlou because she has a practice. She also gives seminars, and she speaks all over the United States, and um, she's a wonderful uh, woman that has uh, experience with adoption. Welcome to the program, Marlou. How are you today?
0: I'm doing fine. Good.
1: It's so good to have you on the program again. I know we've done shows in the past, and this is a topic that, you know, a lot of people are, um, you know, really looking at adoption because uh, they're older. I'm seeing more and more people older. Are you seeing that also in your practice?
0: Yes. I think that uh, people who are considering adoption are older for a variety of reasons. I think one of the main reasons is that people have um, spent time making sure that they're established in their careers. And um, perhaps they're marrying older and they get around to becoming parents a little bit older than they did years ago.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think too, is that you know, we're seeing more infertility also, you know. Right. Yeah. And so do you happen to know what the percentage of parents over 40 is today?
0: You know, I'm not sure of the specific statistics, but um, more and more, there are older people Um, They're growing. Considering adoption. Yeah, I think the percentage are growing,
1: too. Now, as far as benefits, you know, people, I I have family members that are older that are wanting to adopt. And when I adopted, um, you know, I was 30. Mm -hmm. And at that time, some people thought that was too old. And I have people that are 40 and 50, and we've had some dads in their 60s. And, um, you know, what are the benefits do you see to adopting when older? Because a lot of times birth moms will kind of shy away from that. But to a 15-year-old, if you're 30, you're really an old toot right so what are those benefits do you think
0: well i think that if people are older there's definitely a sense of maturity that they have and they've already gone through some of the things that younger people are still perhaps right in the middle of Mm -hmm. Um, for instance a lot of people have had very successful careers and so Mm -hmm. they're able to um, not work so hard and concentrate more on being a family member being a parent that sort of thing and parenting Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're in your um, 20s and 30s and work is important to you, then you're going to want to be continuing to work while you parent. And um, you can do that, but I think it's hard to do both really well. I
1: think so, too. And just the financial struggle. A lot of parents go into adoption still paying off. um, You know, one of my last programs talked about infertility cost, Mm. And so you, you, you are already starting with, you know, financial um, stresses there. Right. And that can be hard too where you just can't do the things. I, I even know with, with our our fourth child at home, she's getting a lot more attention than the first three did and they mm-hmm. they, they notice it, you know. Right. And I think the baby, because by then you have more time right. and uh, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of the way it's been for centuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that last one there, uh, things are a little bit different. Do you feel, you know it's easier to adopt in the United States or internationally when you're older? Because people ask that all the time. I know depending on the country's requirements, but a lot of older people feel like if they go internationally, it might be easier.
0: Um, people do say that. And, um, you know, part of it is that there are shifting beliefs about age. And, um, you know, I think that, that uh, <laughs> 40 is what 20 used to be almost um, because mm-hmm. people are living longer and people are more energetic than um they were years ago, and so um, I think that the adoption world is, is kind of catching up with that, so I think that the, the age limits are expanding a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, there are going to be some limits.
1: And I find, too, you know, domestically, that the birth mother ages are ranging really, the average is in their 20s and 30s. Right. And so they are looking at people that are a little bit older, and they're not balking as much as they did if they were you know, a 14-year-old. right. And, right. and wanting to, you know, place, uh, place the child with maybe a parent that is their parents' age or something, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't a concern, too. The, you know, a lot of times people will say, um, you know, before they start out, do you think I'm too old to adopt? Um, and you talked a little bit about, you know, energy level, too. And I know some 20-year-olds that are, they act like they're 60. Right. Uh, um, right. How does one determine whether or not they really have what it takes to adopt when they are older?
0: Well, I think you have to look at who you are and uh, what your personality is, and um, imagine what it would be like to be around kids, and mm-hmm. um, go be around them, whether they're relatives or um, you know, uh, go to the park and just see what kids do, and and see if you um, you know in your mind could keep up with them. Um, you know, when it's your own kids, when you're parenting. Um, you do want to be there, and there's that intention of wanting to spend time with your child that really overcompensates for any lack of energy you might have. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if your child is uh, running around, you're going to go chase them. If they're up in the middle of the night, you're going to be with them because it's your child and you love them, and that's what you do as a parent. Um, If doing things outside of a basic structure are difficult for a person then they need to look at that Mm -hmm. you know if they need a certain amount of of sleep and and um you know if they have some kind of um medical condition that says they're they're not supposed to exert themselves then they need to look at that
1: and i think too is that you have you have to look at all that too and and i'm seeing too that sometimes we have younger men a uh, marrying older women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how do you feel about both of them being on the same page? I mean, um, and wanting to parent because sometimes you have you know the the husband that really wants to be the parent, and the or the wife is still striving in her career. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay at home dads are, are becoming more and more popular. How do you feel about um, parents that are you know you, that are they're not close in age, but you have one that's older and one's younger? Do you have any advice as far as as decisions on that?
0: Um, I think that in any what I've seen in adoptions is that there's usually one parent that wants the adoption more than the other.
1: I have two. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. One
0: person is um, you know typically driving the, um, the route to parenting. And so um, what I typically say is you have to look at the person who's not driving it and see what their commitment is to parenting and um, energy and, and what they want and then you take a combination of the person who's driving it along with the person who's um, maybe maybe lagging behind a little bit and seeing what you come up with. Mm -hmm. Um, If the person who is driving it um, really can commit all of their time and energy then that's a really good bet. Mm -hmm. If the person who is lagging behind um, really doesn't want to do this at all and it's only because of the other person that they're doing it, I worry about that mm-hmm. yeah. because um, there's going to be times when the person, the parent who's lagging behind is going to be the person who's doing the parenting, doing the child care, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, there has to be a certain level of commitment.
1: Right. I think definitely. You know, we have concerns. I, the people that I, I know, I have a, a woman I've known for many years and um, her parents are much older and they die when she was in her twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, that can happen with biological as in her case or with adopted. Um You know, it's always hard to say because you can have accidents, God forbid, but, um, you know, is that something that parents need to think about, um, you know, when they are adopting is, you know, who's going to take care of the children, you know, if something does happen?
0: Right. I think that people do think about that, and probably that is sort of um, something from, you know, the old days when – People, you know, did die at what we would consider now an early age, right? Um, but I think, you know, if you're 40 and you are adopting or having a child, um, you're probably going to be around for mm-hmm. 30 years,
1: right? Until so on their So the own. parent
0: is going to be 70, the kid will be 30.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I know. I was 30 when my adoptive father died, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I was an adult, mm-hmm. and so I think that um, if a person is worried about the adoptive parents or the parents um, not living long enough Mm -hmm. part of the job of any parent is launching a responsible adult and so what you do is you make sure that that child has the skills and the people around them to have enough support so that Mm -hmm. if the parents die Mm -hmm. um, there are people in their lives whether it's friends relatives that sort of thing and Mm -hmm. so um, I don't think you need to worry about it so much, but I think people do.
1: Right. I think it's there, and the people do talk about it. You know, some questions that have come in, too, are, you know, what should prospective adoptive parents look for when seeking an adoption professional to help them as older parents? Um, You know, I have some answers, but I want to hear yours on those, too, because I think that's a question that comes up quite often when people are, you know, over 40 or over 42, you know.
0: Right. I'm sorry. Say the say the question about again. you
1: know looking for an adoption professional to help mm. them you know uh, you know something like uh, you know looking for someone that has actually done that uh, help with older adoptions I think would be one of them right. and um, because there are needs that older people have that are trying to adopt now when I say that uh, they're a little more mature maybe they have more um, funding available mm-hmm. or uh, they're willing to travel um, you know than they they would be otherwise but. Do you have any suggestions on how to look for an adoption professional when you're over 40 or 45, let's say?
0: Yes. Um, What prospective adoptive parents can do is really ask questions and ask questions Mm -hmm. that relate to themselves, like Mm -hmm. ask the adoption professional how many um, placements have you been involved with where they have had Adoptive parents over the age of forty mm-hmm. or um you know tell me all the countries I can adopt from at my age mm-hmm. and to really you know ask the adoption professional so that the prospective adoptive parents can feel confident in the people that they choose to work with them.
1: Yes, right, and I think I think that that's important because the, the countries are changing all the time as far as their right. their regulations, and really find someone that is seasoned in uh, adoptions first off, and that has a track record of helping people that are older would be the second. Um, you know, criteria I would look at, too, and like you mentioned, that that has helped and that actually has successfully um, completed adoptions with people that are in their age bracket, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a question from a listener here. Uh, okay. They want to know, does it cost more to adopt when older? And I know that you probably have, um, you know, I don't think it does.
0: I don't think it does either. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I think adoption is going to um, cost what it costs, um, and your age really isn't the determining factor.
1: Mm-hmm
0: in that so I don't think that age really matters then
1: yeah well we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about when you're adopting and you have grown children and uh, what that is like so when you come back we're going to discuss more with Marlu Russell a psychologist and uh, author um, speaker in the field of adoption so we'll be right back after this quick break
0: God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey his plan to you? Perhaps he is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit lifetimeadoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption.
1: Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption Radio with uh, Marty Caldwell. And um, today I want to mention to you a few resources, too. If you're looking into adoption, you can go to some sites. Um, OpenAdoption.com is one site. And also um, teleconferences are becoming very popular, and uh, we offer them every month. In fact, every week I'm doing teleconferences with uh, people across the world. And so if you're interested in participating in those, um, many of them are free go to adoptionteleconference.com and uh, we do have um, other adoption professionals and uh, medical professionals, psychologists, adoptive parents and birth parents uh, that participate and uh, it's a really nice way to get information from the privacy of your own home and uh, you can listen to it um, again on your computer so uh, or by phone. So that's something that you want to check out too at uh, adoptionteleconference.com. Our guest today is Marlu Russell and she's a, um, a psychologist and she works in the field of adoption. Marlou, what's your book? I want to make sure we, we give a little plug for your book because it is great. Um, let's give your your book title and uh, where they can purchase it and also your website, if you would.
0: Okay. The book is called Adoption Wisdom, and it can be ordered from adoption.com mm-hmm. and other online bookstores or through my website, which is marlourussellphd.com.
1: And spell your first name so people have that too.
0: Okay. It's M-A-R-L-O-U. Mm-hmm. R u s s e l l p h d dot com.
1: Okay, great. And make sure you put the PhD on the very end of it too. And um, I really appreciate you giving that information. And you do have conferences now and then, and seminars too, that you discuss a lot of these topics with, right?
0: Right. I give classes on the lifelong impact of adoption, mm-hmm. and it covers some of the the myths and beliefs about adoption, and some of the realities of adoption, and just helps people to um, find if they're on the right track, how to get on the right track, and also offers them a opportunity to connect with other people who are also interested in adoption.
1: And I think that's really key, too, so I, I definitely encourage you to check out Marlu's um, uh, website for that. Let's talk about parents that have grown children. Um, you know, we, ha- we have people that say, you know, I'm getting the empty nest syndrome. I've got grown children. Is it fair to have them adopt a newborn when so many other um, uh, others can't have children. People say that, gee, they've got four children already, or they can have children, but they want to adopt again. What are your feelings?
0: Well, I think it's it's fine for people to adopt whoever they want at whatever age, mm-hmm. um, as long as they look at, why am I doing this and who am I doing this for? I see. And, yeah. um, you know, if it's, oh, I feel so lonely, I really need a baby. Um, maybe it's about going to the hospital and sitting with premature babies. Mm-hmm. You know, try that for a while and see if that fills that need. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, I really want to parent some more, I'm not done parenting, um, I, I suggest to people to look at who they are, uh, what their energy level is, and how a child will fit into their current
1: family right and i see you know both i've seen both where people were older and they adopted and then they went oh my gosh you know a terrible twos this is too much and then the nanny takes over Mm. and that was really uh, that's been very sad for me to see that when they really wanted that child um and went through you know this is a biological child but we're older Mm -hmm. and then the nanny takes over and they're really not spending the time because they're so tired being older so i see both sides of it and Mm -hmm. um i really think they've got to think it out and that's why i think Coming to some of your your um, meetings and and meeting with you would be wonderful because I think people need to sort out what they what's realistic in their lives and have someone kind of be um, a facilitator in that right and, right. and understand it too um, you know do do home studies differ on older parents I don't think they really do I don't think health. they do mm-hmm. um,
0: that was you a know, question it's basically in. the same information that a home study is trying to um, Find and so the age of the prospective parent isn't going to make a big difference at Mm -hmm.
1: all. Right. And I think too that, you know, there still is some prejudice toward older parents um, Mm -hmm. in both, you know, uh, agencies or any adoption professionals and birth parents. Have you seen that? And and is there anything we can do about that?
0: Well, um, probably the best thing to do is just to prove that. People have energy at an older age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's going to be hard if you're, you know, 40 years old and you're talking to a 20-year-old social worker mm-hmm. who doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if that's the case, then you say, um, how many adoptions have you done in this agency um, that, and what are the ages, what are the typical ages of adoptive parents, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Right. So, again, it's it's about, um, you know, proving that, you have energy and that Mm -hmm. you can do a lot. And um, I think slowly but surely people are recognizing that and appreciating that. Um, But it might be that you have to find the right um, professionals to help you Mm -hmm. and also um, find other people who are doing what you would like to do. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to be an adoptive parent and you're over 40 years old, then find other adoptive parents who adopted after 40.
1: Right, and I think being around other people that have done that and observing, I think those are good, that's really good advice, too. Do you see a lot of parents that just give up?
0: Yes. Um, there is a certain, you know, um, pursuing adoption has ages and stages, mm-hmm. and um, there is a point where you wonder, should you go on? Should you keep pursuing adoption? Mm-hmm. And I try to let people know that it's perfectly okay to say, you know, I don't think that this is for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You give it enough time and energy and research and commitment and exploration, and then you keep checking in with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how is this going? How am I feeling about it? Um, You know, the co-parenting issues, you know, how are we now compared to when we started to pursue this? Has anything changed? What has changed? What would we like to do now? Mm -hmm. And to just keep being in touch with what your inner feelings are about it.
1: And I see, too, some parents that will actually um, try for a while but not really put their whole heart and soul into it, so they almost self-sabotage their own adoption. Do you Mm -hmm. see that, too?
0: Yes, I do see that. And also, when people come to adoption, if they've gone through infertility treatments, um, they're really tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, they've already gone through a lot of um, emotional energy and um, financial resources and time and energy right. and they can be very tired just coming into adoption and so um, I think that they need to, to take care of themselves and sort of rest up mm-hmm. and really you know, know that part of the despair they're feeling is about the infertility and that um, researching adoption might feel um, difficult because of their losses from the fertility issues.
1: So do you think it's good to take a break in between? People differ on that. I mean, so you've gone through, you know, two years of infertility treatments and, um, you know, you, you're spent in all areas. Do you feel like people need to jump in and just start going with adoption? Do you think there need to be a break or does it depend on the personality?
0: Um, it will depend on the personality, but I think it would be nice to take a break, mm-hmm. you know, because it sort of um, signifies that okay we're we're finishing that part, we're taking a break, and then we're going to look at this new part.
1: Right. And so, you know, going back to, you know, how old is it how old is too old to adopt, you know, is there really a magic number?
0: Um, you know, if I had to come up with a magic number, I would say probably sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be a healthy
1: 60. <laughs> healthy 60, yeah. And that's for a newborn. I mean, if I see, I see grandparents and great-grandparents raising their children, but they're exhausted. Yeah. I mean, they take me to a side, and they know that I do the show, and they go, I'd love to be on your program and tell people what it's really like because <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally exhausted because this is where they've had to, you know, um, Parent than a grandchild or a nephew or a niece, and they're mm. older, and they're they're like, I was planning on doing golf, you know, golfing, and, right. and now I'm going to soccer games.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it does depend on your expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you did think that you were going to retire, but then you're raising a family member or you know a new child, um, that is different. Mm-hmm. But if your main desire in the world is to parent you're probably going to have a lot more energy for that.
1: Right. And I encourage people always to really consider this early on and not to put it off and procrastinate. Right. Um, you know, because life will just pass you by. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we get so caught up in, oh, I want to pay off, you know, my car or the boat or go on this trip or finish up my career, go to the next level, and then before you know it, you know you're, you're past too. we We've got one minute left. What are some tips you would go ahead, if you had a group in front of you, would you share with right now for them to consider if they're older and considering adoption?
0: I would tell them to be honest with themselves, to really look at uh, what are my capabilities, what can I do? Also, what kind of child do I want to adopt? Um, an older child, a younger child, what race, what culture? Um, do I want them to look like me? Does it matter, that sort of thing. I'd also suggest that they educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, i tell people to go talk to five adoptees, five birth parents, and five adoptive mm-hmm. parents to get a good sense of what adoption is all about. Mm-hmm. And then do the research. You know, yeah. Go online and do all the research and find out um, how you want to adopt and where you want to adopt from and uh, educate yourself.
1: I think that's great advice. Thank you, Marlou Russell. I really appreciate it. And if anybody wants to contact him, uh, contact us over at Let's Talk Adoption. We'll send it over. This is Marty Caldwell. God bless you. We'll see you next week. And thank you, Marlou, for being on the show.
0: Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit lifetimeadoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.